All right, all right, all right, and we are live. Yo, 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 tell me what you know. Welcome to the Sunshine Show. Woo, you guys, I have such a special treat for you tonight, this afternoon, this morning, wherever in the world you may roam, because that's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Sunshine Show is worldwide. You heard that correct. I have such a special treat for you. I have the one and only, the most amazing, the most fabulous, the most phenomenal, the most Bowies, that's right, most Bowies, not one, but two, the most Bowies of them all. I have Cooley Ranks, formerly of the Toasters, now of the Pilfers, and Jeffro of Race Fist Propaganda in the house. What's up, guys? Yes. Yes, well, go on, well, go on. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Let me get relaxed back here. Tip my little chair back a little bit. Ah, uh, yeah, there you go. That's a better angle. There we go. It has been a minute since I talked to either one of you. You guys have been so busy, and I'm so excited to get caught up. What's been going on with you today, Jeff? What you been up to? Absolutely nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, planning some stuff. I was just saying before I was when we were talking to uh, to Don, your your co-host assistant, that uh, you know, after March that's like my busy season. So like January, February is pretty dead, but then March through October is like insane with the shows, and the and the tours and the photos. So okay. it's like the season has started, and a lot of planning goes on in March. So you can get your August and September events. This podcast is sponsored by Manolo Coffee from Miami. Hopefully they send me free coffee cups. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And Cooley, what have you been up to this beautiful day? I'm, I'm going to speak a little bit on Jeff for a second because he, he's he, he's kind of modest and shit. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, come on, bro. So in the, down, in the downtime that he was talking about, he was working nonstop. And we've been, you'll see a couple of videos. We did one video already, which was... Um, Lord Clark, which one? All of my try. We did that in the summertime, and when we shot in, the latest one we shot is um, <clears throat> it's called Old Girl. That's gonna come out in a couple of weeks. But he's been very busy. He doesn't he doesn't slack up, and um, we got the same type of energy. So twelve o'clock in the night, one o'clock in the morning, we're out there shooting videos and we're making things happen. It's not it's not no relaxing time. It's not just to sit down and um just idle. We're, no. we're doing music too. We're going like he's he's coming with me to the studio. He's in, he's inspired a new single. He, he he's he's, he's uh, a little, they, they don't know about that yet. It's gonna come out, but it, he inspired a new single. We 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 freestyled some stuff in the studio, and then I made it into a record. So that'll Nirvana, come out right? too. Nirvana, yeah. they, they don't they don't know about it yet. You don't have to tell them oh, what Nirvana. it is. The whole time, yeah, yeah, this whole time. Hey. So <laughs> we, we definitely definitely not sitting and idling. We're um, collabing with other artists. Um, you know, things are definitely turning. Things are definitely turning. The wheels, There's no the idleness. Are turning. Exactly. Absolutely. There's movements going on. There's movements. You know. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, we're definitely, definitely doing some things. I'm not saying big things, but it, little things start small, and then they turn into big things. Yeah, They're going to be huge, actually, Cooley. And I'm so excited because we have so much to talk about tonight. Are you guys ready to get this motherfucking party started? Yeah, man. I wish I had something to drink, too. Well, I'm drinking <laughs> on some 
coffee. I got I got coffee here actually. In my I got my no name water here. And then I got some no name water as well too. So you yeah, know, yeah. Whatever beverages you guys choose to drink, drink up. Let's go. We're having a well, party. I, I took I took a little glass of wine before I came. I just had dinner, so I'm good. I'm already nice. You know what I mean? All right, very, very, very nice. Let's see who we have in this chat. We have my mama all the way from South Texas in the house. Mama Wagwan, big up Mama Sunshine. We have my <laughs> bestie, Amelia Tice, all the way from Austin, Texas. We got the world renowned <laughs> Salvador Nastasia in the house. What is nice. up, everybody? Uh, spiritual gangster, spiritual gangster. Spiritual gangster. You guys already know how this works. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, for your host, Sunny C, the one and only Cooley Ranks, or Jeff Bro Pliskin of Race Fist Propaganda. Drop them right down there in the comment section, and I will get to them as soon as possible. All right, guys. So let's talk a little bit about this work. I've been seeing the videos you guys have been putting out. Who comes up with the ideas, the storyboards? Do you guys both work together on it? Uh, it's him. She said storyboards. <laughs> Uh, it's all it's all it's all the inspiration of the director right there. You know, I, I come up with the songs, he comes up with the concepts. That's that's the that's the synergy. I well I was gonna say Cooley, I didn't want to interrupt you. So uh Cooley made a point like we'll just meet up at like midnight on a Tuesday or one in the morning. I'll, I'll be like, yo, let's there's like this <clears throat> like I spotted this like graffiti building in, in the city. It's like one block of graffiti. So I'm like, let's do it when no one's around. And we had like a 15 second shot of Cooley singing in front of the graffiti building. What's crazy is that I don't know the style, but like we have this like spontaneous style. So we filmed the shot. Right. And across the street is Miss Lily's. I'm like, yo, there's like a Jamaican dance hall party going on right now. Let's go. And we end up going into the party. And it was like totally like 2022, like new age Jamaican like dance hall like people are like grinding each other and you know me and Cooley we're like these ska guys like ska and classic like gentleman shit and you see like these girls like grinding guys and we're just like all right <laughs> it was like Seinfeld it was pretty funny <laughs> and right, then, so uh, we... what you're saying is there is no storyboard it is all spontaneous for the most there part. is a storyboard for, the, for, the last, for this there video, is a we filmed, all right, so listen, we filmed a video four years ago called Drowning. And there's actually a storyboard for it. I had a whole, like, thing about it. And then due to creative, like, you know, I'm a Pisces, man. I'm all over the place. It was a collab video, and, like, it just never came to fruition. And then when we reunited, we filmed a couple more videos. And, you know, we got the release going on Reggaeville. We also got Boom Shots, etc. But you know, even today I was talking to Cooley like, yo, we should like release Drowning. We just got to film a couple of shots that we never got to. I feel like for, I don't want to talk for Cooley. For myself, I don't want to release anything that's half-assed. Like it's got to be like, yo, like I'm psyched on this shit. Like I'm not going to put out a video that's like, you know, we could have done it, but we didn't. Like I don't do that. So like I feel like for Drowning, I want to get a scene without speaking too much of the storyboard, but I want to get a slow motion drowning scene and we just never got to film that. So we kind of moved on to the next song. I don't know what Cooley thinks about it, but. No, I mean, I'm, I said before to finish the, the, the video, just time, just time just didn't, didn't, didn't work out. You know, we started jumping from here. We went to there and 
we're, we're double back and we'll finish this thing. It's, it's all good. What do you know? It's all good. It's a great. It's a great song as you featured it in in your um your promo today. It's a great song. And it features it features it features a singer that's no longer singing Sky anymore. She's from a band called Metro Styley. She was the lead singer, so it's kind of it's definitely got some uh, some merits to the song. You know what I mean? As well as her vocals and and the collaboration that we hadn't done a collaboration since her first her first ever um, uh, album. Yeah, so it's it pretty cool, and her vocals are sick. Say yeah. yeah, the song's ill, dude. And I want to expand on the style of music. What I like about Cooley's music, Pilfers, and all that jazz is that Ragacore is like, Cooley invented that shit. He's not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. Like, there's Ska, which is like chill, and then there's there's like reggae. But Ragacore is like mixing Ska and hardcore. So like, he'll sing like, you know, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. He'll sing like Jamaican style. But then there's like hardcore music behind it, like hard drums, hard, like a double bass drum with the guitars and it's like you just want to go in the mosh pit but it's like scott and like i've never the only other band i've heard do it is fear nothing band but they kind of learned from cooley you know what i mean so yeah. i i'm totally psyched when i hear new genres and new music i automatically want to like be involved and try to like it's it's artist artistic 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 <laughs> see this is why i hate live podcasts because even if i say stupid shit i can't edit it out Hey, hey, hey. I would totally edit that out. That's the funnest <laughs> part about having a live show. You guys, I, I forgot I forgot to ask you guys to please give yourselves brief introductions for the few people who may not know who you are. Let's start with Cooley Ranks. A brief introduction, please. Uh, Cooley Ranks, formerly of the Toasters, lead singer of Pilfers, uh, voice of Little Jacob from Grand Theft Auto Yeah. Or um founder of scar things clothing line um ceo of uh car sessions which is my own podcast and it goes on and your real estate broker man. that's a lot of information dude that's a lot of information can you find me anywhere that's too much. Google the name c-o-o-l-i-e-r-a-n-x i do things i try i do my best humbly speaking yes yes there you go Yes, that hat right there. You Thank you. Thank you. Just like this, if you go to scateens.com. I will put that in the comment section. Make sure to Sweet. go and support this amazing artist today. Jeffro, give us a brief intro. Jeffro, the Pliskenite, as dubbed by Angelo Fishbone, uh, photographer, video director, 18 years, New York City school teacher. Uh, what else? You know, I do shit. I'm a, I'm a man of many things. And, promoter. Uh, promoter. I'm a dot. I don't like that word. I fucking hate that word. You don't I'm, like it? I hate the word promoter. Why? Because I got in a fight one time at a show I was doing. <laughs> and this, this kid was talking shit, and I wouldn't let him in. Because he, like, it's like the principal. Like, you're going to talk shit to the guy throwing the show. So I'm like, you can't come in. And he's like, you're just a dumb promoter. It's like, bro, I'm more than a promoter. I'm an artist. I like to think that I have a clothing line and I do cool events that promote my, just kind of like you, cool. You have ska, tings. I have raised fists. So it's like I have a surfing, skateboarding, clothing line. And, yo, like sometimes I have cool events. You know, like this summer we're going to do a uh, slightly stupid, sublime after party in New York featuring Cooley Ranks on the mic. 
and that's just like that's just like shit that will never happen again you know like oh like 10 years ago i did a fishbowl and bad brains after party in long beach and and that's how also i'm like in long beach 12 years later you like you're the guy who did that so a promoter's more like every month or every week go to this show go to this show like i'd fucking kill myself if i keep doing that i'd rather do one event every six months like a banger like i, I want to do a boat cruise with cooley like that's cool like sailing around new york city on a fucking boat um but promoter <laughs> sure technically i promote but i'm not a promoter i'm more like come to the show man like you know how many times i've lost money like promoters usually make money on this shit not but, so not so not so not so i've done i I've done a bunch of festivals. Okay, so I own a festival too. So I, you I do? did like the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can tell me that. What? You, you break even? You own a festival? Of course, I got I got Rad Express. I'm gonna gonna wipe that one out and do another festival. I'm gonna do Scar Team's festival. That's that's oh, the next festival. Hell yeah! One. You gonna get Scar bands? Yeah, of course, of course. Dude, let's get Scar bands and reggae bands. Okay, that's beautiful. I know a couple yeah. Scar bands. I'll help you out. Good thing you know me, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate your help, man. You know Yo, you're the fucking man, anytime, right? Bro. You're the man, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's check out this chat. We got a lot of people here to support you. We got Jess Azzy in the house. We got Daniel Bayanez. We got Aubrey Sanchez. Oh, shit. Sal Texas. says uh, King Kong Bundy wanted some of you, Jeffro. What do you Who's, know about How does Sal that? know about that? How does Sal know that? I, I pro- All right. So King Kong Bundy. Yo, Cooley. Yeah, well, I think I told Sunshine. Are you not that. talking? Are you talking? What's going on right now? <laughs> Am I frozen? You're frozen. Am I? What's that? Sunshine was frozen for a second. Am I frozen? Sunshine's frozen. Yo, the universe just wiped her out, bro. It's like Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we take it over. Me and Cooley show. <laughs> so what happened? Cooley, how how do you like your your red flannel, bro? Yo, are you feeling this shit? I'm feeling, but you look like a blood. Are you in the bloods? Nah, man, no gang shit over here, bro. My cousin gave Yo, me look, this. Yo, we're blue. We were like rival gangs and shit. Nah, nah, we're not rival. <laughs> Yo, my cool cousin gave me this shit from England, Yo, man. Crip, we're Snoop Dogg. I'm a Crip. So nah, I don't play around with that shit, no, man. All right, all right, all right. let's not talk people about take that. that shit serious, bro. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. You know so, I mean? All right, can you hear me now? Yes, yeah, sunshine. Yeah. Are you using the internet? Yeah, no shit. I'm using the internet, Jeff. Of course, I am using the internet. This isn't my first rodeo here. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. We're having a little bit of connection issues, but that's what happens on a live show. So hopefully you guys it's can for real. hear me. For real. Are we back? All right. We are back. So what so happened with this, this Bundy thing? Tell me that story about this this big Bundy thing was after you. All right. So remember in the 80s, there's a guy called King Kong Bundy. He like of course, the wrestler. Yeah, he broke Hulk Hogan's ribs at WrestleMania 2. Like, so if you Google this shit, like, I'm a big wrestling fan. So King Kong Bundy was, like, the biggest, like, enemy. He was, like, the biggest bad guy, right? And, like, you know how this bad guy is now? Like, he was the number one bad guy. So Hulk Hogan had to, like, defeat him because he's, like, the good guy. Like, during right. the whole, like, uh, you know, eat your vitamins and say your prayers. So, like, in the picture, like, I'm five years old. It's, like, 1985. I'm five years old and I'm like, yo, King Kong Bundy, you know, like he's an evil dude. He's like a, a big, he's like a big, but he was, he died. He was a big, bald, like fat guy. And he used to just like, he squeezed Hulk Hogan and he broke his ribs. Shit. So anyway, let's fast forward to 2003, right? So 20 years ago, actually, 
So I, I, I've been, I just started filming. I got like a video camera. Actually, I, I didn't just start filming. I, I just graduated film school. So I got this job for like the minor leagues of WWE. So they have a thing called NXT now, which is like where the wrestlers train and they become famous. But back in the day, there were like little training sections that train these wrestlers. So I was the camera guy for this it was called nywc uh new york wrestling connection they were so they had like ecw guys that owned it this guy mikey whipperick he would bring tommy dreamer like all these ecw like legendary guys that hit each other with garbage cans and shit anyway can you hear me yeah i hear you fine anyway so listen listen to the story so the owner um the owner introduced me to this other guy who owned another federation right it's these little minor league federations and you know me, I'm I'm down for anything, right? So he's like, you know, I, I can get King Kong Bundy. I'm like, what what old school guys can you get? He's like, I can get like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I could get Hulk Hogan, but he costs like $30,000. He's like, I could get King Kong Bundy if you sell 50 tickets. So I go, would you make it King Kong Bundy versus me, Jeff? And... uh <laughs> Yo, listen to the story it's it's a really i gotta write a book about my life so so i tell all my friends i'm like yo i'm gonna wrestle king kong bundy and they're like dude you're he'll he'll kill you like even if it's fake like if he jumps and lands on you he'll break your fucking rib and i actually started getting nervous i'm like what if he like falls on me too hard what if he breaks a rib what if he breaks my wrist so my, I, it was already too late. Like the the flyers went out back in the day. <laughs> back in the day, internet wasn't that big. There's no Facebook or or Instagram. So he made flyers, and there's flyers like Jeff versus King Kong Bundy. You kidding me, dude? The story gets crazy, dude. So like a week before this shit goes down, right? A week before I face King Kong Bundy, the owner of the federation, kind of like a promoter, he goes, "Hey, did you sell the fifty tickets?" And I guess 50 tickets at $50 is like $2,500, right? Yeah. And that's what King Kong Bundy needed to wrestle, like pay me $2,500, right? But at the time, I didn't realize that's how it worked. I'm like a new jack. I was just the fucking camera guy for wrestling. So I told the owner, I'm like, yo, I think I'm backing out. I was really nice about it. I'm like, hey, man, you know, like I'm backing out. I don't think I should face King Kong Bundy. He'll, if he slips, and he'll break a rib. Like, I don't need my ribs broken. Uh, you know, and he, he cursed at me. He handled it very, he was like a boomer. He was very mean to me. He was like cursing, like, you motherfucker, you better sell those tickets or I'm going to fucking kill you, right? Oh, my and God. I, and at the time, this is, I didn't have a cell phone at the time. So I had like, I was still at home, you know what I mean? So I had the landline and I'm holding the landline like, like, how do I, I was like, what the fuck? And this guy's like, the guy was like my size, but he was like 55 years old at the time. And he's cursing me out like, I'm going to find you and we're going to like mafia shit. Like, we're going to fucking kill you if you don't get us the money for the 50 tickets. God damn. So I'm like, yo. So I waited and it was like it was like the day before the show. And I get another phone call. My mom's like, Jeffrey. And I'm like. I'm like, yeah. She's like, you got a phone call. Some guy's like angry at you on the phone. So I, I think I thought it was the guy, the promoter guy, Frank. Right. So I'm like, yo, Frank, like, I'm sorry. I told you, I don't want to wrestle King Kong Bundy. And on the phone, it's like, yo. 
and this is an inside joke I have with my boy uh, John Carey. John Carey is a, is a very famous band called uh, the RBC, the Roast Beef Curtains. They were like a number one reggae band in like 2011, New York. Anyway, so he's like, I tell this joke to him. He's, so the guy goes, yo, it's Chris. I'm like, Chris who? He's like, Chris Bundy. King Kong Bundy called my fucking parents' house, right? What? Yo, it gets crazier, bro. So Chris, and I'm, he's yelling at me. He's like, yo, I'm going to find out where you live, and I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to kill you, dude. I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm a young dude. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to wrestle you. You'll fucking squash me, dude. I don't have your money. I don't want to wrestle you, please. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you, right? So, <laughs> so that night, I go to my friend's house, right? It's, Are you serious? This motherfucker called you? No, it gets better. The, the story gets better. So I had caller ID back in the in the '90s or two, whatever it was, early 2000s. They had caller ID. So I, I wrote his number down on a piece of paper and I went to my friend's house. Like, you know how, like, you, like, back when you're young, you hang out with, like five or six or seven of your friends on BMX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're, um, that night we're hanging out. My boy DJ, who's also his name's Chris, DJ Chris Fisher, is me, DJ Chris, two of his brothers, my boy Rich Tafini. And you got to understand, I hung out with, like, the, the crazy, like, delinquents of fucking my town. You know what I mean? In, in Babylon Bayshore. And, uh, I guess I'm by myself, man. So I'm I'm taking over the Sunshine Show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Jeff. It's always a party when you're in the house. <laughs> Yo, where's this guy, dude? I'm telling a story and he dips out. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> Yo, I am here for you. Like it's one of those days. I'm telling you, it has been sensitive, man. It's sensitive. Yo, why are you dipping on my story, dude? Nah, I'm man, telling... run it back, run it I'm, back, no, run it I'm back. Telling you hold on, story. hold on, hold on, hold on. Run it back, Yo, run it back, run it back. Happens, what do you podcast in your car? Nah, <laughs> man. Why you know what happened? I'm told... car, dude. Yo, I saw the chat thing and I was like, somebody's talking and shit. Let me see what's Yo, going on. Pay attention to my story, bro. I'm yeah. listening. I'm loving Jesus. that shit. Yo, unbelievable. So you're on the you're, you're in the you're in the you're in the boys crib. All of y'all is hanging out. Oh yeah, now, so we're hanging out, and I'm telling the story to my friends. But I was very like scared, and but my friends are crazy. Like they were. This is like 20, 25 years ago. Like everyone's married now with kids. So, but back in the day, this. So my friend Rich is like, I tell him, I'm like, Yo, King Kong Bundy called my house. He's gonna fucking kill me. And they're like, what'd he say? I'm like, he said, yo, it's Chris. I'm going to find out where you live. So he's like, did you write down a number? I'm like, yeah, I'm a call ID. Here's the piece of paper, you know, bubblegum wrapper with his number. He's like, yo, let's call him. Let's fucking call him. <laughs> so I call him back, right? And I got him on speaker in front of all my friends. And we're like 17, 18 at the time or whatever. And, and then he goes, hello? I'm like, is this Chris? And he's like, yeah, it's Bundy. It's King Kong Bundy. And I'm like, what's up, man? And then my friend Rich, he's like, let me take over. And my friend Rich takes over. He's like, yo, King Kong Bundy, here's the address. And he gives the address. He's like, let's go. And King Kong Bundy's like, what? He's like, here's the fucking address. Come and meet us. We're going to fuck you up, King Kong Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So we're pretty much, I wish I could film this shit, man. So we were arguing with King Kong Bundy. And the match never happened. And, and then he passed away. You know, God bless his soul. And I'm I'm still a big wrestling fan with The Rock and all that other shit. Yeah, and yeah. You know, what's, you know what's crazy? I was talking about this a couple weeks ago with my boy John. 
John so Carrey. He didn't, come, he, didn't, he didn't come through. No, but listen, listen to the story. So, like, John Carrey lives in St. Pete, where the Reggae Rise Festival is, and there's a yeah. Hulk Hogan bar. So, every time we go, we go to Hulk Hogan bar, we sing karaoke and hang out with Hulk Hogan. And last time I was there, I turned to him, I'm like, I'm 43 years old. Like, maybe I should have fought King Kong Bundy. How sick would that be if I fought King Kong fucking Bundy and got my ribs broken? I That's a story to tell, dude. Like, I got my ass beat by King Kong Bundy. He broke Hulk Hogan's ribs, dude. So now every time I, I get a text, random text from John Carey, he's like, yo, it's Chris. <laughs> 20 years later, he's like, yo, it's Chris. Oh, that's my story. That's fucking classic. I guess I told that story to Sal, and, but it's, dude, I can't believe it. I King Kong Bundy was looking to beat my ass. That's, that's fucking mean, not, quiet. It's a very familiar story. A lot of people want to fucking wrestle me, bro. What can I say? My connection is, I guess, is better. I don't know how to get out of this situation where I'm at. What are, what situation are you? Oh, okay, that was cool. me. Yeah, I was talking about my connection because I was I'm like coming okay. in and out, but all good, you guys. Um, thank you all for hanging out with me, Jeffro Cooley on the Sunshine Show. We are having an amazing time tonight. If you have any questions for any of us, make sure to drop them there in the chat. Uh, Jeff was just telling us an amazing story from him back when he was in high school. Uh, Jeff, I want to know, I've been seeing you on the road a lot. I've been seeing you post a lot of like amazing photos, videos. You've been all over the place. Tell us about some of the artists you've been working with lately. Um, so I just did Cali Vibes. I was saying like January, February or for an artist. I shouldn't say artist. For me as a photographer, that's my like dead season in New York. Like January, February, you don't even want to leave the house in New York. It's so cold. But right around March is when like the the season starts so march through october i'm fucking busy as hell every weekend which i love by the way so i think to kick it off the cali vibes festival is like even though it's february it's like the big festival so a couple of guys from ayatara hit me up i flew out there i shot a video for lewis from ayatara but at the same time i linked up with uh lee scratch perry's dj uh, subatomic sound system um and we had michael rose from black uhuru so i had two three videos i shot out there um and i'm pretty psyched because me and cooley we're kind of working together now and i i linked cooley with the ayatara guys and hopefully some magic will happen from that um so yeah the the cali vibes festival is always good uh i ended up my highlight was we did a private photo shoot with red man and method man I introduced them to my good friend, John Felice from Sensi Trails. And what's funny is that, so Sensi Trails is coolie. It's kind of, they're kind of like a very funky, like they used to be reggae, but they're more like the doors kind of style. Um, so I wouldn't even say it's our style, but what's interesting is that their guitarist, John Felice is from New York. Oh. So like, it's all like, you know, a couple of California kids, one guy, from North Carolina, the singer, but John Felice, like I knew him in New York before he joined the band. So even though I don't work with them that much, um, I saw John and I'm, you know, fellow New Yorker. I'm like, yo, let's just fucking attack. So we just, we both had backstage passes and we got photos with like stick figure. And, uh, we hung out with Warren G like the, uh, you know, nineties rappers. Yeah. 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 Warren G. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I'm gonna take over the Sunshine Show. Lisa says, "Hi guys." 
Yo, how can you see all of that shit? Sandy Cantu says, question for the cool man. You're the cool man. What got you started in such a wonderful career, cool man? Oh, damn. Yo, oh, that's man. your new name, cool man. Cool man. <laughs> cool man started started music um, totally totally by accident into the into alternative world. I mean, I was a dancehall artist um, in Brooklyn. And Brooklyn, right when I was growing up, was like the epic center epicenter of um reggae like everything was in in brooklyn that was outside of the world like you if you were dealing with jamaican music brooklyn was your next stop right right, right. So i started i started off with reggae music <laughs> dancehall music what i gotta happened? take a screenshot hold on what happened what you want to see it says welcome to the jeffro show are oh, you seeing this shit i am seeing that shit how it happened you, you know got controls that's over called there? the universe man like i guess <laughs> sunshine needs to you yo Tell Sunshine to use her iPhone, dude, because when you got the iPhone. Yeah, I got, I ain't got no iPhone. I'm using my, my Android. So, yeah, so the music started from Brooklyn. Like, that's how I got into music. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York cultivated my, my style. And then the, the Scar World enhanced my alternative mindset because I already used to listen to a lot of new wave and all. I used to listen to hip-hop. I used to listen to house music. I listened to classical music. And when I was just doing reggae, it was kind of limited for me. You know, I just, I could only stick to a certain subject matter and one type of a beat, even though I, I totally like love reggae. Like that's probably my fondest music of the world, reggae music. But um, I like, I like, I like loud music too. So then I incorporate everything inside there. I mean, one for the heartbeat and one for the hands. <laughs> cool, man. You know? Yo, cool, cool man, Obi. <laughs> um, let me ask you. So, you're finishing up a couple of tracks, right? You're doing a couple of new tracks. I'm, I'm finishing up some tracks. I would have been finished today. Today was a nightmare. I gotta tell you. Really? Today was a nightmare. What happened? But um, I'm gonna get this New York City man with it, with it, with the tags. They're killing me. You getting tickets? Do I got tickets? How's that? Yo, I'm a little. I got a hundred and fifty dollar red light camera ticket. I didn't even like. Like, when did it go from fifty bucks to a hundred and fifty bucks? Like, what kind of bullshit? Listen, they happen? turn it on like the light switch, bro. They turn it on like the light switch when they need when when the government or the city needs more money. They come up with all kind of schemes, and, and I understand. You know, they say it's trying to prevent um, speeding and so forth. Or oh, some someone's life, right? Loss of life. But first it went from 25, it was 30, then it went to 25, like like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, so now when you're driving, you're, you're driving at your normal speed that you're normally driving, and then it's, it's like, it's 25. How are you going to go 25 in New York City? Dude, I got it. My thing was a right turn. I did a, and it wasn't even the city. It was in Long Beach. Like, what, like I made a right turn on red, and you're going to give me $150. I can't even contest it because it says you can't, the judge will not reduce the fine. Wow. It's crazy shit. It's right next to my favorite brewery, so I guess I'm not going to go there for a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell, I tell you what's the, what's the other outlaw. You try to pay the ticket, right? Yeah. And you can't pay the ticket because it's not up. Are you so using you your phone, Sunshine? I'm, uh, I'm using my iPhone now. Is that yeah, use your phone. Oh. Use your phone. Okay. I'm on my um, phone. We're talking about Cooley getting red light tickets because he doesn't drive that well. Oh, Cooley, you got some tickets, huh? 
Don't listen to him. It's inspection. Uh, it's inspection tickets. I drive like a boss. I drive like a boss. I don't. I don't. I don't drive like wild and crazy. I'm like. Cooley drives a BMW. Sunshine, do you know what BMW stands for? Ooh, I could think of a few things, but please, uh, please educate me. Bob Marley and the Whalers. Oh, I love it. And in the hood is Badman Wagon. Whoa, Badman Wag what? Badman Wagon. Oh, Badman Wagon. Yeah. You know who drives a BMW? Capleton. Yeah, Badman Wagon. Is he a Badman? I'm not saying what he is. He's a Ross. That's, no, that's all a, I know. Bobo. He's a Ross, you yeah. know what a Bobo is? Bobo Ross? Uh, what, a hobo? No, a Bobo. <laughs> oh, my God. A Bobo. I'm sorry. It's hard to hear because I have to. I'm like, hard to oh, you hear. got your earplugs on. A Bobo? Yeah, Bobo. Use your phone for the audio, dude. I am. I do have my phone on. Um, yeah, but. Uh, just, I'm hard of hearing. But uh, C Capleton, so he took a, he had an orange BMW and he painted it red, gold, and green across the hood. That shit was ill. He, nice. The guy, I like people who have style. Like, that's some stylish shit right there, dude. You know? Why don't you say how you shot his video? Oh, yeah, I shot his video. I shot his video. Uh, Capleton is a Jamaican legendary singer. For sure. Um, my favorite song by Capleton is Acres, Acres and Acres. So, Sunshine show, I don't know what's going on. Sunshine's again. I think Sunshine's like thirty seconds behind us. She's hearing shit from like thirty seconds ago. You know, I produce Capleton too. Get out of here! You produce yeah, Capleton? I produced him in Jamaica. I I was what? doing a project. I was doing a project for Heineken beer, and my Get friend the put hell me on. Out of here. It was my first production job like he's like a man just put me in the studio in the studio and he goes you're the producer i'm like what oh, he's, he's like you're the producer out. i hung out with him i directed him i said yo caperton give me a slew of them he's like slew them oh my god that guy <laughs> that guy's voice is so sick dude i like yeah. originally like no one can sing like capleton dude he, he has like a very raspy raspy bobo rock all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump in there right now there's this new female well, I don't know how new she is, but her name is um, uh, Princess Jal Jalifa or Empress Jalifa. She's from Trinidad. Now, she's got a voice like Capleton. Oh, no way. Yes. Fire. She's from Trinidad. Her name is Jalifa. She's okay. fire. She's got the whole, there's a whole crew. There's her, Queen Amiga, and um, Empress Kushite. And 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 they're they're killing it right now in Trinidad. You know what? I think you played it for me in your car. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did play it for you. Yeah, she's got that deep voice like Capleton. She, yeah, love that. That's pretty sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, I like the old school. Um, did you see the video for uh, it's DJ Khalid, right? But it's uh, Buju Bantan. Capleton. Back. Oh yeah, I saw that one. There's a lot of controversy around that video too. Really? I think oh, yeah. it's, it's for one of my favorite videos. Even though DJ Kali looks kind of foolish, I think. No, but that... there's there's there was some con controversy because Sizzler burnt burnt um burnt the um plaque that he got for it. 
So there was a whole there's this whole crazy in the video. Is it, is Sizzler's in the video? Yeah, yeah. Sizzler Kalandri? Yeah, I think he's in the video. Mm-hmm. Sizzler's very controversial. Like he's always uh getting in trouble. He's militant, man. He's he's uh there's a word for it. It's called polarizing. He's polarizing. Some people love you, some people hate you, buddy. <laughs> I think most people love him. Yes, yeah, Sizzle's pretty nut, but he's not allowed in America, right? Well, America has their own rules. Yep. Like, like half of the like Murphy's Law wouldn't be able to be in if if Murphy's Law was from someplace else, they wouldn't be able to be here. Oh yeah. If if um if uh, what's that guy name? He just came back. Do what you want to. You can do what you. They make you do what you want. What's the, what's the, Oh god damn. Zach. I think his name is Zach. Oh, Zach DeLaRocca, Rage Against the Machine. Right. Okay. So if they were in Germany, they couldn't come here. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Interesting. Wrong or right. If they were from oh, Germany. Right, yeah. Music's music's interesting like that, bro. If they were if they were for Germany, they couldn't they couldn't be playing. They couldn't be coming over here with that. Let me ask you a question. What was the last ska fest you did? Like I, I remember you had like Memphis ska Fleas. Oh, I did the the last uh, festival I did was uh, just it was just before COVID. I did. I was I actually had one plan for the year that COVID struck, and I had to just cancel it. Yeah, cancel. What bands were on it? Uh, I think it was. Uh, oh my God, you get. I don't know, bro. Coolie show. That was a long, that was a minute. I had a few bands on it. I'm still scouting now for the new for the um new one. I say I we, I... we should get like Mephistopheles. Yeah. Let's get uh Inspector Seven. Yeah. Let's get uh Pilfers Toaster. Yeah. Uh, let's get who are like some of the '90s? Because here's the thing, like. I think there's a difference between California ska, which is mellow, and then New York City '90s ska is kind of it's kind of aggressive. Yeah, it's aggressive. Like, it's aggressive. Like there's mosh pits and people get hit in the head. Yeah. Mephistopheles yeah. is kind of crazy. They call themselves oh. satanic ska, dude. Yeah, I do love them, man. Every time I see Andre, Andre wants to take my my my, my promotion money. They're like, "Yo," the promoter said, "Uh." You gotta give me your guarantee. Uh, <laughs> I did a show right. with them. Yeah, they're good. They're I good. To, yeah, I used to run uh like reggae and, and ska shows at Knitting Factory 2018. Oh what? Oh yeah. I don't know. The guy hit me up, the owner, and he's like, yo, let's you know, let's do shows. So we had I had Crow Mags, right? We had like sold out four hundred people around the block. Sick of it all showed up to hang out, uh, Agnostic Front. And then I had McRad, Chuck Treese, McRad. I had Mephiscopheles for a show. And then the last show we did, uh, it was a band called Sheer Terror. Have you heard of them, Sheer Terror? No. Um, the guy, like, he strong-armed, like, the manager of Knitting Factory. He threw him in the office, and, like, I guess he got another 1000 bucks out of him. You're and lying. Dude, I wish I was. And then, like a week later, they're like, "Yeah, we're not gonna do shows with you anymore." I'm like, "Oh man!" Oh, shit. 
yeah, it was pretty gangster, actually. Like, I don't approve of that method, but I had a nice, I had like a good run, like a good six month run at Ninning Factory. Wow. And in that case, yeah, I was the promoter. You know what I mean? Because I, I had a show every month. Um, so Sunshine says, I guess Sunshine doesn't want to be on TV. What kind okay. of legacy do you guys want to leave behind with your art? Uh -huh. You want to go? You want to tackle that first? You should tackle it first. Okay, my my legacy that I want to leave behind would be the unification that I at least attempted to unify mankind with my music. Okay, that's that's the legacy that I would like to leave behind. That's pretty good. I mean, that's. I mean, what are we here for? I mean, as an individual, what am I here for? But I can't be for myself, so. My, my music is basically to blend. As you see, I'm a genre bender, right? So I'm bending the genre so everyone can be invited to the party. Nice. I like to leave a legacy of adding to the culture. You know what I mean? Artistically. Like, how do you add to it? How can we add to it with music? How do we add to it with photography? How mm -hmm. do we add to it with a vibe? Right? Yeah. It's not always about who has the backstage passes. It's about how are you contributing to this shit? Word. Right? Like, I can honestly say, like, that's what makes me very, like, confident. Like, the photos I take, they might not be the best. Shit. 75% of them are, like, out of focus. But you know what? If I could take one or two photos out of the thousand that contribute to the documentation of a scene or a culture that's it mission accomplished dude wow I think same thing with you like all the songs that you do if you have dude you have thousands of songs i listened to five of your songs on repeat from like 20 years ago i was just listening to hypnotized that shit's from like chihuahua lang right like an album from like 2000 yeah it's on our first and our second <laughs> yeah, i listen to hypnotized i listen to choose life choose life rude boy like that you contributed that if you never put out a song again, you contributed to the culture. That's it. You won. And I, I, that's what I think when it comes to other artists, like how are you going to contribute? Cause at the end of the day, who gives a fuck who has backstage, who cares about who has more credentials? Like, how are you contributing to this scene? Mm. Right. Mm. I always liked Tim Armstrong from Rancid because he really liked the gutter punk shit. And that dude, every time I see that dude, like him and Lars, like one time they were at a New York City bar. This was like 15 years ago. They were at this place in the Lower East Side called Iggy's. And I just literally stumbled upon it. And they were hanging out with Jimmy from Murphy's Law, right? Yeah, okay. And I guess, I guess Jimmy got them to hang out after the show. And I didn't even know like that was going on. And, like, these guys were straight up just, like, playing punk music, singing about, like, hard times. And, like, that's, like, some real culture. And that's why I respect Tim Armstrong as an artist. I think that's cool. I'm going to tell you a story. Before before I was, like, knowing about this shit, I'm from the hood, right? Uh, Brownsville, right? You're from Brownsville, yeah. Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm from Brownsville, the 90s, the 90s, right? Wait, so, but Brownsville, I want to, because there's people from California watching. Brownsville is, actually, let me rephrase. 
Brownsville was. Is. Brownsville is, wasn't one of the, the number one most dangerous neighborhood in Brooklyn. Correct? Facts. It was like I taught there for like two years. The sh- like it was 11 in the morning. I'd go out to get like a sandwich and shit was going down on every corner. I was like, good morning. You know? <laughs> you know? Yo, I remember I remember when I was teaching, I hop around every two years to a different school because I just I have severe ADD. So I remember I was in Clinton Hill where Biggie Smalls grew up. And I was on lunch break. I was it was like 2014. Cause I remember the years when like which school I teach at and I got, I must've released a really cool image, something like this, like a skeleton or some shit. Yeah. And I got an order for like 30, 30 shirts and I'm walking around with like fucking envelopes of shit. And I see you walking in front of me in Clinton Hill. I'm like, yo, Cooley ranks. This is before we were friends. I'm like, Cooley ranks. And the first thing you say, you're like, what do you got in your hand? I'm like, I'm mailing out T-shirts for my clothing company. You're like, how do you have so many orders? I'll never forget (laughs) it. I'm like, bro, you got to set up a Facebook for your company, dude. It only took you 10 years to fucking do it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And look, now you're selling shit, right? Woo! Um, But I I remember I I mailed the shit. And then a week later, we had coffee on Fulton Avenue which is right next to where Biggie Smalls grew up. And that's when we first started planning shit. Uh, but then we kind of lost touch after a couple of years. But now we're really fucking going hard with this shit. Right. But, um, but yeah, back to Brownsville, right? Your Brownsville story is that you grew up in, a, you grew up in like the roughest neighborhood in Brooklyn. Facts. Guns. Facts. Every day. Every day was a gunshot. You went like, to bed to gunshots. You woke up to gunshots. You was... You was Lull to sleep with the gunshots. Did you say lull, um, lull to sleep? Yeah. It's like that's it's like poetic. being seven. Huh? That's a, that's very poetic. A very poetic way of express lull, you were lulled to sleep, like rock yeah. a bike, bum, yeah. bum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you was lulled to sleep with the gunshots. It, it was like lull. It's like it was nothing, it was nothing out of the ordinary. So the viol- the violence, sure. the shooting, it was it was it was just you was immune to that. You was just dulled and null to that. It was nothing. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. So when I came when I came into the scar world, it was like it's like it was like paradise. Oh, you were you're already on top of because I'm gonna be so I'm gonna say some controversial shit for a second. You're frozen. Are you still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. I guess your face looked frozen. We're so, just like, listening to you. We're just listening so, so, to you. So check this out. Listen, Cooley, Cooley's like, I look at it like, Cooley, you came from, like, the hardcore, like, you're a hardcore motherfucker, and you entered this fucking, the ska scene. It's the ska yeah. scene. It was so it's fucking like, happening. Like, this, like, let's be honest. It's a, People are nerdy, man. I'm a fucking nerd. That's why I love ska music. You got to have a nerdy heart. So you, you're like this gangster guy who came into this, like, nerdy scene, and uh, I'm sure you took over. <laughs> I didn't take over shit, bro. What I, I did do, what I did do was um, learn. Okay. I learned a lot. I learned a lot how to navigate in different territories and uh, in different cultures and listen. One thing my, my teacher, one thing in the high school, I didn't learn a lot, but one of the teachers said, listening is a skill 
which is learned and developed. So I would listen when you when people when people speak, shut up and listen. That's hard. I know it's hard. It's hard, it's hard for me too. It's hard, but it's, it's hard. he New said it's, it's hard, dude. And yeah, but he you, said you're half you're half British, half Jamaican, right? Right, but he said it's a skill which is learned and developed. So oh, yeah. you take I've been your doing time. That lately. I've been trying to do that. Yeah, it's hard. Ooh, teach him the way, Cooley. Teach him the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> we talk a lot. Me and him is like we really, we really like link. Like me and this dude really link. It's not like just business. It's like me and this dude link. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I. Uh... I like to have three-hour conversations with Jeff um, every other day. It's yeah, something yeah. good for the soul, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys uh, want to take a couple of questions now, or were you still telling us? Yeah, questions are cool. And it doesn't, uh, just one more thing, it doesn't hurt that his birthday is like a couple of days after mine. Pisces, through March 19th. In the building, in the building. Pisces, yo, two Pisces, good fish, bad fish. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> Before oh, my we take favorite. questions, I'm going to brag. I never brag, but when I do, so, <laughs> yo, no, yo, listen to this shit, dude. Sublime posted my fucking tattoos on their Instagram, dude. Why? Oh, yeah. That's called my life is accomplished now. Well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you one too. What I'm, a, I'm a brag about. I don't really brag. Let's hear. It, let's hear. It. Um, I got an order from Real Big Fish, which you know, in my world, ah. they're, like, they're like kings, right? So I was like, ah. oh. Not that I I know him, but I wouldn't realize that you know I didn't even think they were seeing what I'm doing. So that was that was a, that was real big fish. Uh, yeah, she's got a girlfriend now. Yeah, yeah. In it, she's got a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I thought that was kind of dope. No, this is it time for me to brag? Girl, you are you are a living bragger. <laughs> <laughs> You're a walking I, bragger. Hashtag living it. bragger, dude. Ah, Go ahead, come on. Let's see what you got. All, Let's see what you got. First of all, I wanted to say that Pisces is actually my favorite people. My mama, all most of my best friends are all Pisces. And so oh, I God. have a special place in my heart for Pisces. My big brag is that this month is base month, you guys. And I have so many spectacular bass players that I'm interviewing. And um, I'm really excited that I got, um, I'm in talks right now with Peanut of 311 to Hell have yeah. a little chat. And Hell I'm yeah, 311. So so boom, boom, boom. Yo, three eleven. Boom, boom, boom. You deserve it. And I and I haven't said anything to I haven't said anything about you because you go in and out and it's been like the Jeff and Cooley show. But you are a very given person. And I really appreciate I appreciate everything you do, everything you do for the world and what you do for myself too. I mean, I really appreciate you. I don't Yo, why I, are you I, trying I to show me up, bro? No, nah, bro. Let me let me say my Yo, piece. Why are you trying to show me up, bro? Let me say my piece. I'm just saying, Jay, sunshine. And I'm a, I'm gonna say thank you too, Jeff, for introducing me to sunshine. And um, thank you, sunshine, for your warm heart. You know, I really appreciate you helping me grow my brand and you know inviting me on your show. On top of that, I appreciate it. You know, I'm I was meaning to say that. So thank you, thank you for that. I say nothing more. Thank you. Oh, so oh, Jeff. Jeff. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank Watch you. Watch this shit. Watch this are shit. You, are you going to do a little strip tease for us? Oh, oh okay. no. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Fire. Boop, 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 boop. No, 
play basketball, kid. <laughs> Watch me slam dunk that shit. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right, let's see. Let's see. Uh, says sharing the energy of whatever event that inspired y'all. What would you suggest for artists that want to step out of bounds? Out of bounds. Um, go for it. I mean, basically, if you if the the thing that should motivate you should come from your heart, right? Regardless of what it is, it should come from your heart, and then the rest will follow. Just just be true to yourself. You know, true to who you are. Don't don't fake the fun because there's a lot of fakers out there. Be true to yourself. To, oh that, to, God, thine, own, to thine own self, be true. You know what I mean? Cool. Find, find yourself. Yo. What do you think of uh, a reggae band? I'm not going to yeah. mention names. Uh, Sunshine's going to have a heart attack. What do you think about reggae bands that talk about, like, peace and love, but they, like, want to fight and shit? Uh, I mean, what were they drinking that night? <laughs> What were they probably probably that? Uh, bourbon whiskey. So here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about. You notice how she logged off. Here, here's a, here's the thing about here's the thing about human beings though. Check this out. At yeah. any given moment, at any given moment, we can be somebody else. Oh. At any given true. moment, we yeah. can we can we can preach peace and love and believe in preaching love. But if somebody did you wrong or somebody did your family wrong, oh, there would be no it. more peace and love. Oh, oh, hell yeah! I you understand what I'm real. saying? For like, for real, keep it, keep it real. Somebody did something to your family. You be, you could be like really spiritual and the whole nine, but somebody did something to your family. All of that shit goes out the window. Mm. So there's my answer to all of that. I mean, I preach peace and love too, but if somebody did something to my sister or my brother, trust me, somebody's gonna get it. Somebody's gonna hold me back. You know, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Like what? Love take your logo love. off a flyer, right? Take your logo off a flyer. Take my logo off the flyer. That's kind of you know I could deal with that, but my family, my <laughs> someone who I care about, you know what I mean? I had to take. Listen, so when I when I was when I was performing, they was always put to spell the name wrong of the band, uh, so I could be like, okay, whatever. I could take it to a, another level, but it's like whatever. We're gonna play anyway. No, no, that's good. Yeah, you know what I mean, but. The family thing, it'll take you out of your it'll take you out of your, your element and your, your your nature. If it's if somebody to really care about you. I mean you, you could be spiritual all day, but something like that happens, you're like, oh my God, they did what? Or my animals. <laughs> or my animals for sure. Mess you understand. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. So you would you would turn from your nice self into, you know, your other self. There's remember there's there's a couple of sides to us as human beings, you know. We would like to stay in that in that space where we're just calm and peaceful all the time, and you know, try not to mix with the people that try to take you out of that element. Duality but, of man, the duality yeah. of man. But it it is yeah, it's reality, man, and there's okay. duality of man. Next, uh, Jeff, Jeff. This next <laughs> question is for you. What's your best advice for all the new and aspiring videographers out there? Who's asking that question? Daniel Bayanez of California. Uh, I actually answer that question a lot. Just keep doing it like longevity. So I don't think I'm the best photographer. There are many people that are technically better, uh, but their social skills are fucking ridiculous. And Cooley, did you know that like, I, I'll even remember the year. It was like 2016, like these two girls 
they were like aspiring photographers and in the first year they were crushing it they were shooting every band and they just started bragging on the internet and like the bands weren't really feeling it man so in one year i've seen these two photographers make it to the top and fucking disappear just like that um mm. my advice if you love what you do man listen without going into my history like five years ago i had a huge fan base and it went to like nothing and i still kept fucking doing it and I, my fan base came back because i just kept doing it because i fucking i'm authentic man like i do because yeah. i want to do it i'll do this with ten thousand fans i'll do this with zero fans and i feel like mr daniel if you're a photographer an artist keep doing it because you love it because at the end of the day man you're just putting out art and the real people will gravitate towards you and appreciate your art i don't give a fuck if anyone likes my photos or not i'm doing it because i like it and well, I, I, happen to, I happen to have coolie and sunshine for some reason you like my shit thank you very much so but if you guys hated my work i'm gonna keep doing it like look at this shit opie i don't know if opie likes my art i have the motherfucker hanging on my wall because i love this photo right i don't know how to do this hold on <laughs> there you that's, go that's uh why is i'm like doing this wrong hold on this is so weird it looks good you're doing <laughs> it looks good jeff all right so my thing is like dude i i don't need as an artist i like i feel like the new what i see is these new this new generation they need approval and it's like you don't need approval man you don't need fans to approve your shit dude i made it before i had any fans I made it, you know, people were hiring me to do their videos before I had a fan base. It's, I had a fan base when Facebook came out, you know, when I started putting out like the shit I already did. Oh, that's the guy that did it. Okay. But you don't have to rely like on fans. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate my fan base. Like the people that hit me up on the daily and say, Hey, I like your photos and videos. I, I, and they buy my shit. Like I actually have. I know if I put out a shirt, like a, a guy with a skull on it, I know I'll I have at least 20 people that are just loyal fans that will just buy the shit. So when I do limiteds, I already know, you know, Jay Murph from Virginia is going to get it. I know my boy, Dr. Rogue from uh, California is going to get it. I know my boy from Florida is going to get it. I know, like, it's so weird. I have like one person in every state. I know... Um, one girl from texas who's gonna get it you know what i mean like so i appreciate the fan base but sure. i'm honestly like to be raw and i i love the fan base but i'm doing it for myself like i released this shit because i want to put out a, a, a skeleton riding a bicycle because i think that's cool it, you know <laughs> and because i because because when you come over coolly it's like yo your piece of art is on a t-shirt i don't think like is this gonna sell i think yeah. like this this is cool I want it on a shirt. Fire. Fire. Um, at one point, we I put out a shirt last... I put out two shirts last summer. Uh, the Seedless. I did a Seedless collab with Shay. My boy Shay, I've known for 15 years. I met him on the Slightly Stupid Tour. It's like a Gontra girl. It kind of looks like Sunshine, smoking weed. Oh, I Yo, saw that one. I thought it was Sunshine. Yeah, well, I said it's the Sunshine shirt. I kind of dubbed it. But, yo... He was using me for marketing, Cooley. Damn it. No, nah, I wish I was because before I even posted it, I sold 100 shirts in the first 12 hours. Like, the shit was gone. Wow. And, and 
Yo, I put out shirts that's like this one sold like maybe like 12. You know what I mean? Like it, it I do I don't give a fuck. Like I I know that I have a company that's known for X Y and Z and it's like fuck the numbers, fuck the likes. Like I if you go to my Instagram, yo dude, my Method Man Redman Instagram post, it it's got like 7 8 9000 hits, like a million shares. And then the next one's got like 20 likes. So I go from like 7,000 hits and like 700 likes to like 20. Am I supposed to delete the 20 like? No, I don't give a fuck. Mm. It's, it's, it's your resume, dude. Thanks. It's content, bro. Thanks. Because you know what? That 20 like post is getting me videos. Like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I well, get to travel. To, speaking about content, Cooley. Well, Daniel, see- there you go, Daniel. And by the way, Daniel's one of my fans. So I appreciate you for uh, liking my photos. And I just want to acknowledge that's something I had to learn, by the way. Ten years ago, I was mistaken for being arrogant because I never gave props to the fans. And then now I'm like, holy shit, I'm grateful for like people liking my shit, you know. So thank you, Daniel, for asking that. Sorry, Sunshine, you may. I'm going to listen to you now. Oh, God. <laughs> God, we're learning. Okay. I'm glad, Jeffy. Um, so speaking of content, Cooley, I see that you're constantly putting out content um, for your videos, for your for your clothing line. Do you have a, a schedule necessarily about when you're going to post? Do you ha- or is it just sort of yes. on the fly? Crack of dawn. The crack of dawn. Okay. The early bird catches the worm. So I do that as soon as I wake up. So I have the rest of the day. I go to the gym in the middle of the middle of the night, like four o'clock in the morning, five to wake up four, five to the gym, do an hour, boom, come home, maybe sleep what? for an hour if I'm lucky. Content, 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 content. Huh? You lift? No, I don't lift. I work out like um leg <laughs> pressing, um, this thing here for the chest, the bike, the arms. I got stuff. You know. Shit, man. I'm getting a little belly, bro. Yeah, that's that's good life, bro. That's good life. <laughs> so content, it, it's consistent. You're just keeping up with it, and it's a part of your daily routine. Absolutely. What's that? Uh, no, that's how what incredible. I was. Saying. Oh, how incredibly important! So, my beautiful wife Lindsay wants to know how incredibly important is it for artists to support and rep other artists? Very important. Very yeah, but important. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be the dick right now. Yeah. Bidic. Bidic. Is it a requirement? Is it obligatory? Like, oh, you're not support. Like, if someone posts, like, yo, like, like, do you, what if I don't want to? What if I don't like your shit? You don't have to, you don't have to post it then. What I do, I see, I see a lot of people like, yo, like and share this thing for me, please. There's a, there's kind of a, there's kind of a way I like manners, you know, I'm like the English side of me, like manners, right? Someone says, could you like, like and share this one, please? I'm like, yeah, why not? But if it's just like, there's no, there's no, there's no emotion or feeling behind it or a a genuine sentiment, I'm not going to post it. But if someone's like, yo, could you do the, 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 or if I just see something, I'm going to, I'm just going to like it anyway, just to support the person. And as well. As well, um, if I know their journey too, you know, it's kind of, and most of the people on my page, I know who they are. So I know their journey and I know they're struggling to do whatever. If they want to get likes or they want to get some notice and I'm going to throw it there so they can get noticed, you know, I don't care. 
I agree with that, but I'm going to take, like, I, I support, obviously, through my actions, right? There's words and there's actions. My actions, like, I'll support you. I'll support everybody in the New York City punk scene, reggae scene. But I'm not going to mention the name, of course, once again. But this shit really aggravated me a few months back. I told Sunshine about this. So this random band, right, hit me up. And it was almost like, a de- not a demand, but they sent me their post. They're like, could you post this on your main page? And I go, I don't, I go, I don't even work with you, dude. Like, can you please post it? Everyone else is posting it. I go, I only post my own content. Like if you want to do a video of me, I'll post my video of your band. No, 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 no. Like, do you even have like, what's your, how many likes do you get per post? I'm like, yo, dude, I'm not posting your shit on my fucking thing. I didn't say it like that. I kind of ghosted them, but I, I feel like, that's like me sliding into someone's DMs like, yo, can you post my photo? Like, I don't ask people to post my photos. If you post my photo, the only thing I ask is tag me so I can, like, put it on my story. Like, for, like, my boy John Felice, like, from Sensi Trails. Like, we hung out, like, stick figure, and he, like, on the low, he's like, holy shit, like, that's my favorite band. And he's like, can you send me the photo? I'm like, absolutely. Puts the photo up. But it, I, I'm never going to go, like, Hey Murphy's Law, or hey, hey Rancid, can you post my photo on your page? It will make me f- give me more likes. Like, I think that's kind of ballsy. Like, I I hate it's like spam, dude. Like, going into like, hey, post my race fist photo, post my race fist photo. Like, yo, people post my shit if they want to post my shit. I don't want to post your band, dude. All if right, I, so if I post it, if I post your gotta... band, it means I like your band. If I post a Coolie Rank song, it's because I like the fucking guy. All right, so segue into this comment. Authentic support is unequivocally different than begging for posts. I'm talking about real homies and actual support. Even that gets lost yeah. in the shuffle. I have to agree with that. What, what does that mean, though? I, I want to know what that means. Uh, she's saying, because she asked how important is it for artists to support and rep other artists. And What does that mean? Well, I mean, think about it. Quit talking for a minute and think about what I'm telling you there, Jeff Ropliskin of Raise Fist Propaganda. You guys, too, can have this amazing shirt if you go to RaiseFistPropaganda.com. I want to talk to Lindsay. So I think Lindsay means well, right? And Lindsay, Um, I absolutely 1,000% means well. And I think she's making a very good point uh next question how do y'all no, wait, wait, hold on hold on i want to answer i don't no. we're not we're not we're not getting away from this yet so Lindsay says everyone needs to support each other i actually agree Lindsay. yes i think bands should definitely support each other um i think that it should not be an obligation right i feel I like think... let me let me t- uh, oh go ahead finish your finish your thought I just, here's the deal. I'm like a punk rock dude. I, I don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> hey, Slightly Stupid and Sublime just um, posted their tour dates today. Right. Everyone is reposting a flyer. And yo, between me and you, Cooley, I fucking love Slightly Stupid and Sublime. You know, I got it tattooed on my fucking of leg. Each, I got both bands tattooed on my fucking body. Yeah. Ask me if I reposted their flyer. Did you post it? No. Because <laughs> I don't want to be told what to do. 
Yeah, but here's here's the thing. I'm not I'm not even talking about them on the on them, those guys on those levels, they're straight. Whether you post it or not, they're gonna be straight. My my concern is more like the under because I'm an underground artist, regardless of how long I've been around and how much records I got, I still consider myself as an underground artist. Okay. So when when my friends like, you know, I see something, they're doing something, I post them because I know it, maybe some eyes are upon me because of the longevity that I've had. So maybe my some eyes are upon me and I would just, you know, from just share it for the for, for that. For that alone. Hold, just for them to get some point. eyes upon Hold on me. a second, hold on. Lindsay says, I think some artists get my pick and forget about the community aspect of things. Yes. What you explain what the, what you think that means. No, well, she's saying that they get they get to the point where they're they're the number ones or that the, the the spotlight is shining on them, and okay. they feel like they don't need to they don't need to you know okay yeah yeah help the village and the community. So this so, is so, this is okay. So it's kind of like the reggae scene in New York, ska scene. Like oh, let's she's say, saying myopic. What's myopic? myopic? Just, um, I guess I gotta look that, that shit up. That, that's what Cooley was saying. That myopic near like they're they're not seeing. The bigger What's, picture. Yeah, the big picture. Thank you very, very much. Um, you know, Jethro, <laughs> I forgot just how much you don't like being told what to do. And even that much, how much you don't like to even listen to the host of her own damn show. Can I can I tell you? I don't like to be I don't like to be told what to do, but you know, there's a thing in Jamaica, um, it's called you gotta take talking. Okay. So you got basically if somebody's telling you something, you got sometimes you just gotta Shut up and listen. I this this woman came at me um a few days ago and she was telling me about it was some business thing and she and she's she's a client of mine and Re, she, uh, real she estate? Real estate. yeah some real estate and she wanted me to work with this with this guy and I don't like this guy he doesn't like me I don't like him okay. um and then on and to do it they wanted me to do a transaction with this dude like rent some of these apartments and take a lower amount of money and take my 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 commission and lower give commission. him yeah. Yeah, give give him my commission. One, Why? we don't like e we don't like each other. I don't work for him. I'm not his subordinate. You know what I mean? I'm nope. not. She's telling me, listen. Sometimes in business, you've got to just do what you can do until you can do better. I understand that, but I said there's certain things that I won't do. I stand on certain principles that I will not do that. You know what I mean? And she was she was talking to me hard, hard. She was talking to me hard. You sound ignorant and da 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 da. feelings based. But yeah. but then I go, then I then I go. It, again, it's a respecting. I'll take the talking. I'll take the talk and I let her say whatever she needed to say to get it out. Blah 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 blah. And I you know, but I still stood where I stood. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not moving from my position just because you're saying what you're saying. But. I did listen to what she was saying and, and and I understood where she was coming from. It wasn't from an ill place. It was a place to try and make me move a little bit further than where I was at. So I'm like, okay, but I'm still not working with dude. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? I respect what you're saying and I understand it and it can be used in another situation, another scenario. But with him, it's not going to work because I don't want, I don't like him. He doesn't like me. He doesn't respect my work, even though my work is great. It's not even good. It's great. I'm good at what I do, but um, I just won't. I just won't compromise my position. 
Can I tell? Can I actually add to that? Man. So without naming names, obviously, you know, this we're gonna keep it like super general here. Um, but- so as you know, I do these shows, and I think I do agree with you know thinking about it. I do agree with what Lindsay said. So I what I do is I put together these shows with I call it locals, right? The locals. And we always have like one headliner, like let's say an Angelo from Fishbone or like a Eric from Sublime or like, a, what do we have? Um, yeah, Bad Brains. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. I totally, yeah, exactly. My last one was HR from Bad Brains, right? So what I do is I get this guy, like a, a headliner band, and then we have uh, X amount for the guarantee, and then we can get the, the openers so they can get some shine. Uh, so I agree with Lindsay that all the bands should help each other out so they can play a really good show. Thanks. What I don't like about that system, though, or not that system, is that sometimes, like, one band rubbed me the wrong way. Like, we should go on number three. I don't even know what mind frame thinking that is, but it's like, we don't want to go on last. We want to go on second to last because people always leave for the last band and that always aggravated me like i don't want to if we're doing a show like don't tell me what position you want to play you know is that wrong for me to think i tell you what it is you're too close to the subjects see like if, if 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 say the venue now the venue they either hire the um headliner and then they bring everyone else to support. The the venue actually makes those decisions of what position that person is. So now you're 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 functioning in a few different positions and you're closer to the subjects, whereas they would never know what position they're gonna play until they are told what position they're gonna play. I literally got yelled at. It's because you have a personal relationship. That's that's what that is. Hey Sunshine, welcome back to the Sunshine welcome Show. Welcome back to the Sunshine Show, Sunshine. I am back, ladies and gentlemen. Are you, are you using your phone? You, sh- you should use your phone. I was using my phone. It didn't matter. It was cutting in and out. But I really, I went to uh, go grab some more coffee to uh, okay. keep the conversation going because it's so amazing. Cool. Coolie, what I do want to ask you, what do you do with naysayers or negative people in the industry, how does it affect you? How does it not affect you? It to be, to be really, to be really honest, I don't really receive it. Aha! Uh-huh. Everyone kisses your butt. No one kisses my butt, but to be honest with you, I don't have those people in my circle, so that I, I don't know anything about that. Okay. Um, my energy, Good. my energy is always guarded. You know what I mean? I don't have, I don't have people around me that. That that spoil my energy or drain my energy. I only I'm only around some positive stuff, you know. If I have to fight, you know, I fight enough in this world, just trying to get up every day. Um, I don't need that around me. I so no, I don't have any naysayers. Although, it. although I will say, I will say I've seen some negative comments with with the clothing product, but really? I just think I tell you what it is. I mean, everyone. This is not for everyone, and I think that they're thinking when they're seeing certain items and certain men all right i i wear my own shorts right <laughs> let's let's start with that i wear my own shorts but my shorts were not made for men hey you understand? i wore the shorts because i like the shorts and i thought it was fly and i and i got a size that is big enough for myself 
So they may feel that these shorts are for men and women. They're not. They're made specifically for women. But the shit was so fly, I had to wear it. <laughs> That's all. It was just like, the shit is so fly. So I saw some comments in regards to, who I'm not going to wear that. No, dude, it's not meant for you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not for you. <laughs> Definitely, you're probably like... Your, probably your body can't even fit it, so you're hating on the product. But the, the truth of the matter is not meant for you. It's meant for beautiful ladies like yourself. And other ladies, you know. But, dude, it wasn't made for you. Hey, Cooley, <laughs> I, Cooley, I think you pulled those shorts off amazing. <coughs> and really, I think that a man or a woman can rock them. It's about just the confidence and it really, you know, it doesn't, it, I, I just feel like, yeah, nobody. I got some dudes that wear it straight up. Like there's dudes that buy the shorts, like specifically want those shorts. But I, I guess everybody, everyone's body frame is not meant for those shorts. Yo, so they, see I, it and, I, I they see it and like it. The thing, the thing is they like it. That's what it really is. They like it and wish they could fit in it. You feel me? So you get to hate. But they really want to be in those shorts. <laughs> I just, I just, I just deciphered it now. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it Everybody is. Everybody wants a pair of these shorts. So this is what you're gonna do, Cooley. The next yeah. round of shorts, you're gonna drop some fly basketball style shorts that Listen, maybe are like you ain't saying nothing. You ain't saying nothing but a a, a, a shipment. <laughs> it's on its way. It's on its. It's on its way, and it's so fly. Trust me, I ain't playing out here. It's on its way, designed and ready. All right, Jeff. How do you deal with naysayers or haters if you have any? Um, see, my thing's different from Cooley's. My thing is like I'm a very polarizing figure where. I'm just going to be real because I'm close with Cooley, so I'm going to talk shit. I feel like with Cooley, Cooley's got, like, he's got swag. Cooley's, like, this half British, half Jamaican dude. You know, like, people are, are legitimate fans of Cooley, right? So when they see me, it's like, who the fuck is this little fucking photographer guy, right? Because me and Cooley, we have the same confidence. The thing is, Cooley's an, an artist and a singer, I'm a motherfucker taking photos. So the haters that I get are people that are trying to do what I do. I get a lot of photographer people like talking shit and it boggles my mind because I support photographers, man. Like you can ask any photographer, man. I always say amazing photos like like uh, this girl, Jenna, momentary time. Like when she first started, I was like, yo, your shit's dope. And now she's blown up and we're still texting like yo you shit sick um sean mccracken amazing photographer i sent him a box of free clothes he didn't even ask i'm like yo i i always respected his work um i've and uh the fortunate youth photographer mike denham i actually saw him at cali vibes and i he always like i feel like he didn't he thought i would say something bad and i'm like dude i love your work man so I think the people that say weird things about me are the people that compete with my art. And I feel what I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand how to, how to react to that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily get physical and beat the shit out of them. 
But, you know, I'm not trying to lose my job as a fucking teacher. But at the same time, you know, um, but when it, the irony is that a lot of artists like reggae artists, they love my style and they love my confidence where I feel like the haters I got are people that are just like me, photographers that, you know, just step out of your show, man. Like, just just take the risk. Like, so I'm sorry I'm, I'm living my best life. Um, but I don't <laughs> – something happened this last summer. I didn't even respond to it. The shit just fizzled out. And I think the people that were saying bad things feel pretty foolish right now. Because when you say stupid shit, the truth always comes out. And I think that's that's what I'm learning is to just, like you said, Cooley and Sunshine, I'm just shutting my mouth and just, yo, my work speaks for itself, man. You know what I mean? Sure. And, right. uh, oh, he, he's mean and he's a jerk. It's like, dude, focus on your own shit, man. Uh-huh. You know? You, you know what? Battle me with your art. Like, if you're so good, bro, like, put out a video. You know? Like, I'll fucking like it. I'll take the Facebook and I'll fucking like it. Oh, but you know, I heard a thing and the thing. It's like, dude, go play on your computer. Put, put, post some more bullshit. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm working with your favorite bands. And it's like, that's how I fucking react. It's like, success is my best revenge. And honestly, bro, like, I do believe in, in the reggae peace and love shit. And I think the people that meet me in real life are like, holy shit, like, he's actually pretty chill. And he's pretty funny. Like, I don't do this whole, like, you know, one band member's girlfriend was saying I'm, like, grabbing boobies and shit. It's like, who even thinks of shit like that? Like, come on, dude. You're going around. <laughs> like, all right, bro. You squeezing the tatas over there? Jeffy, is that what you're doing? I'm actually opposite. Like, I, I turn into a cool guy. Like, I walk around not talking to girls, so I can, they think I'm, like, cool. Like, who is this guy? Mysterious. And it kind of works. It kind of works, you know. But, you know. I wanted I, to talk I wanted to mention really quickly before we move on. Um, I think it is important to just don't ever give the haters any attention because that's what they're seeking. They're seeking a response from you. They want to upset you. They want to bring out things to make you seem um, you know, ugly or whatever they're trying to make you seem. And like just do not that's what I've learned to do over the years because being a woman musician comes with all kinds of great and amazing um, compliments and a lot of disrespect as well. And I used to want to reply to everybody that had, you know, things to say about me. And then I just stopped reading the comments because it was getting in my head and I could use that energy towards more positive and productive. So I think that's very important everybody to take with them, even in life, even if you're not a musician or an artist, just in life, ignore the negativity and you don't know what those people are going through. And they're probably like suffering or like hating themselves and trying to live vicariously through, you know, you. So can I say something? Go ahead. I'm looking at uh, comments. Daniel says, "Are uh, are you, did you ever feel a kind of way about a particular venue you booked? And I want to brag about this to you guys. Like, cool, you got to hear this fucking. But where where are you seeing the comments? How comes I don't see any comments? Go to chat. You go to chat, and then there's chat and comments, and then you got to do it from your phone. So at the bottom, there's a chat. Oh wow! And then see, that's what happens when you're tech savvy, baby. (laughs) So no, listen to the story. So I want to answer Daniel's question. Um, I hate regular shit. Like I'm like. Oh, I book at this venue. Like, I that's boring to me. 
So let me tell you what happened in 2016. I was working kind of like I'm working with you, Cooley, like a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was shooting a movie with Angelo Fishbone. Dude, we were attached to the hip. out. Dude, I was seeing this dude like every weekend in between Fishbone shows. Our effort ended up getting us into four film festivals. Uh, we were very accomplished with that. But in the meantime, you know, we're, I'm like, yo, let's do some shows. So one show we did, I don't know how I pulled this shit off. It was Angelo Fishbone and the Wu-Tang Clan, but it wasn't like a, a show at a venue. It was an illegal show. We had two New York City cops that were blocking both sides of the block in Bushwick. It was at an abandoned warehouse. That's why it was, I guess technically it was illegal. Like you can't just do shows at a, at a fucking uh, abandoned warehouse. But we had two cops block off each side. Through word of mouth, we had 818 people go through the door. Um, and we had we had Roots of Creation. We had uh, Wu-Tang Clan. We had Angelo Fishbone. We must have had... We had DJ Unite from the Slightly Stupid Crew. He was DJing. Oh, we had DJ Premier. DJ Premier of Gangstar Crew showed up at 3 in the morning. He DJed from 3 to 5 in the morning. Wow. I can't, it was like a movie, dude. It was a fucking movie. And the Did fact that DJ, now listen, DJ's premieres rates are like in the you know 15, 20, 30,000 range. He did it for a much lower rate because he's like, This sounds pretty cool. I'm gonna do a, a, a abandoned warehouse show with the dude from Fishbone and Wu Tang. Count me in. And that was Did like, you film it? I filmed, I didn't film the whole thing. I filmed like bits and pieces of it. Cause I was, as you know, doing an event like that, you got to run yeah, it's around crazy. Yeah. with your head off. And I actually, a couple of friendships soured because one band got on really late. One investor lost, this one guy lost like two, three grand. And he like, I don't want to work with you anymore. It's like, dude, you don't just expect to make a hundred grand the first time you fucking work with somebody, but that's a whole convo in itself. But yes, to answer the question, I'll never forget that night. Like, holy shit. I, I had to literally pay Wu-Tang in cash because, um, <laughs> so I had to sit in my car. It took 45 minutes to count out, uh, $24,000, 20, 40, 60, 80, a hundred, 20, 40, 60, 82, 45 minutes. I'm in my fucking car. I had to get the money from the bar to pay because, like, I had PayPal, the you know, from the ticket sales or Eventbrite or whatever. But I had to wait. I'm like, I can't pay you at 11 p.m. I, I had to wait till 3 in the morning to get enough cash from the bar. I, I, it was crazy, dude. But, yeah, we ended up pulling it off. Right. At the end of the day, everyone left, and DJ Unite, from slightly stupid crew it was five in the morning the sun was coming up and we we went to get a new york bagel and i'll never <laughs> forget i'll never forget sitting with this san diego dude this san diego vinyl dj who's going out now his, his girlfriend's mama troy from sublime he's dating uh you know the widow they've been dating for a few years now so shout out to dj unite but i'll never forget sitting in a bagel place at six in the morning with this san diego guy having an authentic New York City breakfast. We're eating bagels going, so we just had Wu-Tang. And we just had DJ Premier. 
like casually hang out with us as we eat the fucking bagel. Bam! That setting, place, time, everything. We got the story. What were you wearing, though? Were you wearing, like, a tuxedo and some, like... No, just a t-shirt and shorts, man. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. All right. <laughs> you guys are here on the Sunshine Show with the one and only Jeff Pliskin of Race Fist Propaganda and Cooley Ranks of the Pilfers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Following Cooley Ranks, the Pilfers, Jeffro, or Race Fist Propaganda. Make sure to go and do that today. Uh, Cooley, what do you have going on in the near future <laughs> that we can promote for you right now? Well, in the near future, I have uh, um, a few singles that are about to drop. I got an album. It's, it's called uh, Days Gone By. So I'm going to be dropping singles off of that. That should be coming out. Well, finished by finished dropping about four other singles or three other singles by the end of uh, November. Maybe sooner. And it's called Cooley Ranks? Cooley Ranks? No, it's called Days Gone By. The whole project is called Days Gone By. It reflects oh, on... it's not solo. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a solo. So it's Cooley Ranks, Days Gone By. Yeah, Cooley Ranks, Days Gone By. It's a reflection of who I used to be before I came into the ska world. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. And how do you um, keep your worth... Rewind. How do you keep your work ethic so legit? Um, It's it's natural, so it's... I mean, you just... If, if you're just living your truth, and you're writing your truth. It's not even work. It's just putting pen to paper and speaking the truth. You know, so there's no, there's no, there's no fantasy. Uh, I mean, I could write fantasy tracks for other artists. You know, if they need that to be done, if that, if that's what they're they're writing about. But myself is generally authentic music and stuff. You know, life experiences and life lessons, and you know, I mean, I've been to hell and back, like literally. So. Uh, I just I just reflect on good times, bad times, ups, downs, lows, and mellows. Yeah, it's, it's easy. It's easy to write. Very nice. It really uh, is. Yeah. All right, guys. I mean, I, I think I think it, I, I think it's as an artist, right? You should you should be able to touch people, right? Touch, move, and and um. What's the touch, move, and feel? I forgot the word, but it, you're supposed to be able to connect with with the people of of who you're speaking to. And most people, if they're listening, it may reflect some aspect of their life. So that's how the songs stay pointed and current. Everybody goes through the same shit. It's just a different different skin color. Everybody goes through a lot of the same bullshit. You know, they try to make it seem like it's a color thing. It's just a life. It's a life thing. Everybody's got the same life. Some have more money. Some have less money. And whatever you do with the money reflects on whatever it is, you know, who you are. So we're all the same. And until we get that, there'll be this inner fighting. But it, I've lived I've lived amongst several worlds and I see it's the same shit. Well spoken yeah. by the one and only Cooley Rank superstar. Yeah. Artist. Nah. <laughs> I want to tell you a Cooley Rank story. Oh, you got more you got more stories for us, Jeff. Um, okay, we've been going long and strong for cool. an hour and a half. So but go oh, ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think she wants to go to, to she's trying to hang I, up on us. I think she got shit to do. <laughs> Unbelievable. Gotta hang out with the pig, dude. We're, no, no, we're good. The pig's in the closet. Go ahead and I tell saw you. I saw you do some tats today. 
Those. Well, no, I was. I have a. Oh shit! You tatted your lip. Yeah, well, I saw that today. It says killer because I'm a killer. <laughs> killer on the beach. I uh, just a joke tattoo. I've had it for a while. I was just resharing some old stuff, but uh, yeah, I got it. My oh. best friend, my one of my favorite songs is "Psycho Killer" by Talking Heads. So my best friend got psycho, and I got killer because why oh. not? <laughs> um, Jeff, what story did you want to tell? I just I feel like for artists that. Dude, you gotta be yourself. Like when you you succeed most when you're yourself, um, and I feel like we're coolly, you know, speaking from an outside perspective, right? Because like, you know, just like I like to hear from other people how I act. I feel like I see coolly like there's a a benefit show like in 2018, it was 19, like five years ago, in the park, right? So like in the middle of the park. Uh, Jimmy G, he had like surgery or something, the singer Murphy's Law. So there's like hundreds, if not over a thousand people in this park to support this dude. And, you know, I'm walking around, I'm walking around, I'm taking pictures in the mosh pit, by the trees. And, you know, in this park, obviously there's green benches in the park. And lo and behold, I go to the back where the benches are and I see this dude, Cooley Ranks, like sitting not on the bench, but on top of the bench. Like, you know, when you sit on top of like the bench and he's just like watching from afar. And I think that's like super authentic. That's like, he's giving respect. He, he doesn't even, he didn't even care about being noticed. Like, yo, look at me. He's more like, I'm going to just watch this shit from all the way in the back on this bench because I am punk rock and this is my shit. And that's how I saw it. And I think Cooley's successful because people recognize that shit, man. They see, you know, Cooley doesn't do shit for the likes either, man. He does it because it, it's coming from a, an honest, authentic place. And that's another thing I recommend, man. And I think it's kind of hard these days with the TikToks and the everyone's mm -hmm. trying to get likes. You know, I, I feel very fortunate growing up in the 90s where you actually had to, like, do everything without the internet. You had to pass out flyers. You had to, hey, this is my CD. You don't, you can't just click Spotify. You have to actually take the CD, put it in the car or the CD player and listen to it. Uh, work ethic shit. Mm. Rather than like, oh my God, I didn't get 100 likes. I'm a failure. I think that's such bullshit. And I'm here to say to emerging artists, like, please don't give up because like, you're not getting like a certain amount of likes, man. People, you'll become famous just by people feeling your energy. Facts. I'm telling you, man. Facts. That's why my shit will never die, bro. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, dude. Well you know, said, bro. Jeff. Well. Or Coolies. Coolies is like that's like classic shit. Like I've I've been listening to, I listen to Coolie songs from twenty years ago. That shit will never fucking be out of style, dude. And shout out to Gary Dredd. Like, if you have style as an artist, that's how you... And that's Sunshine. I feel like that's why you're at where you're at, because you got style. You you know, you. I can't really pinpoint what it is, but you got your little, you know, you, you know your yo-yo-yos and your, your little thing, but it's it's no one does what you do. Like, there are plenty of podcasters out there, but 
oh, that sunshine girl has her own style. So once you get your own style, there's no stopping you. It's like taking off on a fucking rocket, bro. I think it's the pig. It may be the pig, you know, or maybe he's just like, a, you know, an extra accessory. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's very important to have Bye, cool. your own style and uh, be authentic, like you said. All right, let's see one more question from Daniel. How do you feel that al algorithm is changing the industry? Where's Cooley? He left? Cooley, I think Cooley, that Cooley. I think the algorithm... It's just, you know, it, it's it's a matter of how you want to do art. You can either do art, like, are you trying to be the most seen? Then, yeah, the al you got to try to get the algorithm. But if you're trying to cement a legacy, like, I don't, I think that, who cares? Like, if you have a catalog, look at someone like Slightly Stupid or Sublime. They have a catalog of epic albums. Who cares how many likes Slightly Stupid gets? Like, people already know them as they're defined by their catalog. So if you put out like a nice catalog of art, whether it's photography or music, you're asking the wrong guy. I, I don't give a fuck about the algorithm. I think it's like, I believe in just being your true self and showing people, you know, in New York, man, there's so many people competing with each other to be something. That's why like, you know, if you make it, they say you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere because there's a certain like swag that I have and Cooley has. I feel it's because we're from New York. When I go to Cali, people feel my energy. Like, yo, you're not from around here. You're, you're a little, they can feel the, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing where it's like, I've worked my fucking ass off with my art and God, of course I'm proud of that shit, man. And I feel like algorithm, it's almost like, no, I don't need an algorithm to tell me that I'm good. Cool. Well, he, might you... he might disagree with his TikToks. Cool. No, how, do, how, do, how do This question is from Daniel. He wants to know, <laughs> how do you feel the algorithm is changing the industry? Well, I mean, here, here's my take. I don't really know anything about the fucking algorithm, to be honest with you. Um, I understand it stops and it enhances and makes you able to be seen and not seen. I think those who want to find or search out something new, they will find you whether there's an algorithm or not in place. Those who those who seek you seek and you shall find. Right? That's 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 always been that way. It's always going to be that way whether there's an algorithm or not. It's just you know for yourself you just got to continue doing what you're doing. And maybe the algorithm will notice you too. <laughs> I think I think the more you put yourself out there, the algorithm will discover you as well, as well as people will discover you. So just just continue to do what you're doing, regardless to what algorithm is, because you can't rely, you can't you can't worry about the algorithm. That'll stop you from doing what you're doing. You you put all your energy focusing on this algorithm as I though agree. it's a big bad wolf. Who cares about the algorithm? You just got to keep doing what you're going to do regardless of algorithm. Algorithm Correct. is, what, is that, what does that mean? What does that mean? You're not going to be successful or you're not going to continue to do your art because there's an algorithm? What the fuck is an algorithm? You know what? I, I do agree with you 100%. The one time I did 
tell people to re- like it for the algorithm is actually for the post for this podcast because I wanted the algorithm to show people to, to log <laughs> into the podcast. But other than that, like when it comes to my photos, like people will see it in two, three weeks for like, you know what I mean? Like who cares if they don't see it right away, you know? Yeah. I think there's like a couple of different views as far as the algorithm. I think it may push artists um, to compete with one another and push them a little harder because they're they are comparing, you know, the likes and they want to know how come this person has more than me and what can I do to to get bigger and better, right? And then um, there's also the other side of the algorithm where god where was i going with this i completely destroyed my second thought anyways i think it oh oh yeah where it makes you feel like more self-conscious about yourself because what if you're yep. not getting the line mm-hmm. not getting this and that and it's a but lot that's the trap though that's the trap that's the, the trap. that's the trap exactly that's the trap you, if you're if you're an artist i mean what about artists before any of this right that's like saying I wasn't going to be an artist or I won't be an artist unless somebody's talking about me. You got to be an yeah. artist regardless of anybody's right. fucking talking about right. you. Who cares? You got to you got to be an artist. If you're an artist, that's innate. That's within you. That's just who you are, whether somebody's talking about you or not, whether you're getting paid or not. The, the paid, you know, is nice to get, but you would still be a, a, an artist if you weren't getting paid because that's just Yo, who you are. Cooley, how about this? Boom, boom, how boom. How about how about punk rock and hardcore bands? The the only reason they started doing that in New York City in the eighties is because nobody would fucking hang out with them. So they're like, fuck it, we're gonna do our own shit. And that's why I think trying to get uh like, oh, I wonder if I get a hundred likes, like trying to get like people to like you, like that goes against punk rock. Like fuck everybody. Like Fact. that's how you build a follow, like a true following when people want to follow you, not by you making, like, I don't want people to follow me cause I convinced them to follow me. I want people to follow me cause they like my shit. Facts. Facts. All right. All right. Oh my God. Mama Cantu back in the house. I thought she got banned off of Facebook, but I guess she's back. We got Jordan Branch, beautiful singer songwriter out of Redding, California. If you guys are not already following Jordan, make sure to do that today. We got Underground Roots in the house. What's up, Scott? If you guys don't know about Underground Roots, you know today. We got the whole fam bam here. You guys, we're going to start wrapping this up in a minute. We've been going on for almost two hours. If you have any last minute questions, comments, suggestions for any three of us here on the board or Donovan down in the basement, drop them there in the comment section. I have a few more questions before we get going. Uh, We've already kind of talked about um, the path, what's coming next, the journey, um, promotions. Jeff, is there anything that you would like to promote before we get going? Cooley. Anything coming up? Um, Yeah, the new single that comes out is called Old Girl, directed by Jeff Pliskin and uh, Raised Fist Propaganda. yeah, to support oh. that, support the support the new record. All right, and go to scalteens.com for all related. Bam, scalteens in the building. Amazing, most comfortable shorts. I know you guys been seeing my posts in these shorts, and let me tell you, they I sleep in them, I live in them, I do everything Booty. in Booty. these shorts, and know that Booty. I come on now, guys. I you know. 
the booty. Yeah. I got the extra large and I got the medium. The medium is for the, you know, the tight hug shots, but the extra large is, you know, to be comfy. So just so you guys are aware, anybody can wear these shorts. It does not matter if you are tiny or big old booty mama. Okay. They I are got, I got mad sizes go from extra small to five XL in those red and whites. I love that. I love that about Cooley Ranks because where else are you going to find shorts in 5XL? There are not many places unless you go to the big and tall store, baby. Cooley Ranks yeah. has them. That's who has them. All women are beautiful. <laughs> uh, that's making the quote of the night, baby. Yes, all women are beautiful. All right. Uh, let's see. Did we already give our best piece of advice for everybody listening at home? We'll start with Jeff. Uh, what kind of advice? Best piece of advice you can give anybody, um, uh, whether it be music, art, or life-related. Just keep doing you, man. Don't stress. Don't, don't. My, I think my biggest thing is, like, people are always going to try to tell you what to do. Like, just follow your heart, man. As long as it's positive, like I said. Like, don't be, don't follow your, follow your gut if you want to be a dick, but, like, don't don't do things because people tell you to do it man just do it if you want to do it man art wise like i i don't like people telling me how to you know maybe you should you're like i do my own podcast i had one friend who was like you should do like uh jumping jacks and be comedic it's like dude my shit's about <laughs> my my shit's spiritual like i i want the podcast to talk about spiritual things yeah i should do like contests and like jump around with a jump rope like <laughs> I, I can totally see you doing that Jeff. i mean let's be honest yeah but i don't want to do that i want to do a podcast talking about spiritual shit because that's what's interesting to me that's a <laughs> side that people have never seen of me they see me as this crazy flash you in the face camera guy but they don't see that i got some calm elements yeah. but, you know of course Definitely. That's, that's, one that's, that's guy, cool. Coolie, this one dude's like, you're, it's boring. I want, can, can you do like a, a contest and like make some noises? I'm like, what am I, a fucking animal, bro? Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you tune into the Sunshine Show so you can get all your piggy and animal needs in one place. Oh, yeah, yeah. The pig. Place. Uh, let's see, we got Melissa of A Nameless Production in the house. If you guys are not already following A Nameless Production, they're an amazing podcast. Dirty, dirty sisters. Beautiful women, the Dirty Sisters. Melissa, you actually missed uh, last week we sang you happy birthday, so you're going to have to go back and find that stream for that birthday song. All right, awesome. So that's your best piece of advice. Cooley, would you give us your best piece of advice for everybody listening at home? Sure, love the life you live and live the life you love. Boom. Shout out to Jordan. Jordan, you can get them shorts. Scottings.com. They they fit all sizes. The red, white, and blue will definitely fit you. The blacks are having larger sizes. The pinks are having larger sizes. Um, the blacks are running out from all the lower sizes, the smaller sizes. So I got you. you. I pink. got you, Jordan. I got you. And I got some new ones for you, Jordan. So just, just check the site. By May, you'll see a whole slew of new things. Shirts, the whole bang, boom. Hats, boom, boom, boom. Yo, you should do pink, dude. I got pink. What you mean? Are we all you back? You got all pink? Yeah. Well, Sunshine got the pink. <laughs> oh, you ain't yeah. seen it. 
You ain't see it? I see a bunch. She shows her. She models your shit, man. I love sunshine. Yo, Sakuli, thank you for taking my model. I love you, my... Huh? Thank you for taking my model, bro. What's your model? Oh, your model? Uh, yo, I Here's appreciate you. Did I tell you I appreciate you? Did I tell you I appreciate you? You're the fucking man. <laughs> I'm just fishing for compliments, bro. Uh, I tell I you, promote, man, I, I appreciate you. Know what, you. Let, me, let me promote this. I promised my boy Aaron. Uh, I got a vinyl coming out. Okay. The test press. Uh, my boy Aaron from Butterbrain. Butterbrain Angelo Fishbone. Uh, nice. It took a fucking year to make this uh, vinyl record. Okay. And it's dropping. It's dropping in June. We got 100 vinyls. Um, and the first record I ever put out was Half Pint and Fortunate Youth. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, we flew out Half Pint from Jamaica. Uh, and I paid him like a few hundred dollars for like a half an hour session, and we put the shit out, man. We sold, we almost sold out of all, all the Fortune Youth vinyls. Um, so that was a good business deal. I got all the vinyls to sell, and Fortune Youth makes all the money on the digital. And my voice is at the beginning of the song. I say, I say, you are now listening to the sounds of Fortunate Youth and Half Pint. It's on Spotify, and, and uh, it's called Young and Innocent. By fortunate youth and half pint. Very oh, Scott, you came in a little bit. You you came in a little bit late, Scott. We gave Sunshine her flowers. Definitely, <laughs> we gave Sunshine her flowers. We know she supports everybody, <laughs> and we, bomb, we totally appreciate Sunshine. We're not here just to be uh, talking about ourselves. We definitely gave Sunshine her, Sunshine her flowers. We love Sunshine Street. You guys, you actually are two of my favorite individuals on the planet. And I'm not just saying that because you're here on the show today. We actually do work a lot together and I appreciate both of you so very much. So it goes both ways. Thank you, Sunshine. Somebody else is saying something too behind, I'm, I'm checking these comments now. I'm sorry I'm late on the, uh, the whole technology thing. Joy, I never asked for one thing in return. Sunshine, you're a fucking gem. Goddamn right. Okay, you guys are gonna make Sunshine. Me. Wait, promote your wait. Why don't you promote what you're doing, Sunshine, with Jordan Branch? Oh, and that's Chris big, Bowen. Well, that's a big secret, uh, right? Oh, now, never mind. I, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> Nothing's going on. You heard See, it that's going live, on live podcast, man. You gotta edit that. Shit. <laughs> heard it here first on the Sunshine Show. I do have a very big collaboration in the works, everybody, that you're going to have to stay tuned for uh, coming out uh, during the summer. And I'm very, very excited about what we are working on. And so uh, that's a little sneak peek for you guys. I'll be back on the stage and back in the studio rocking and rolling and fucking kicking ass on uh, the bass like I do, because that's what I fucking do. Um, all right, guys, we're going to start getting the fuck out of here. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Jeffy, no more stories. Well, you just asked, is there anything you want to talk about? And then you okay. tell me no more stories. Go ahead. I'm fucking addiction. Please, please give us another First story. of all, this is probably a highly rated podcast. You probably want to keep it going if I were you. This is not every day. You got Cooley Ranks sitting in a fucking car in the middle of Harlem. Um, right, that's a fact. At this time of night, it's like, was it? It's 11 o'clock. You're in Harlem, bro. That's like, well, Harlem's kind of gentrified now, right? It's got its moments. It's got its moments. I like where you live, Cooley. I, Cooley, I met him in Harlem. This guy takes me to a uh, like a log cabin, 
uh, it's like a production studio. So it, it's like a log cabin on the outside, but a full running production studio, really beautiful studio space, very like chill. They got dogs running around and shit. Um, but yeah, the yeah, Harlem, Harlem world. There's a, uh, there's a place called Rouse. Did you ever go to Rouse? Uh -uh. Are you kidding me, bro? Rouse in Harlem, dude. It's, uh, it's like a nice Italian place right next to Central Park. It's oh, like, the, oh, dude, it's like the best. I, I went with uh, my boy, uh, Brian Greenspoon, Spoonie. He used to be like one of the head dudes from VP Records. So when okay. he got me, when he got me the Capleton video, we went there and place is fucking bomb, dude. Super bomb. Yeah. Harlem has some good spots. Red Rooster's pretty cool uh, in Harlem. They got Shine. Shine is like a venue in Harlem. Yeah, I know that one. So Sunshine, the thing about New York City, man, you can go anywhere. Mm. It, could be a, it could be a Sunday night at two in the morning and like a place like Shine will have like the sickest like reggae going. Like it's the city that never sleeps, man. For sure. And uh, that's why I love the city. Like when I meet up with Cooley, I usually meet up with them in the Lower East Side. I just love the Lower East Side because it's like kind of skatery, kind of grungy. It used to be worse than that, though. Oh, yeah. Everything's kind of yuppified now in the city, but uh, I still think it's kind of cool down there. Yeah, it's got a vibe. Definitely got a vibe. We're going to let Sunshine go and let us go now. It's bedtime, bro. Oh, you got to go to sleep? <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go home. I got shit. I got to go to the gym in the morning. What do you mean you got to go home? Are you in front of your apartment? No. <laughs> Wait, I thought you said in front of your parked car in front of your Hell apartment. no. Where are you? I'm in Harlem, but I'm not at my house. I'm nowhere near my house. <laughs> Why'd you drive somewhere to talk on the podcast? Because I'm hiding my vehicle from, from the from the feds. Oh. You guys, we have had such a great time. I appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. Time is precious. You guys could be anywhere in the world, and you're here supporting us, and it means the absolute world to have your support. If you're not already subscribed to the Sunshine show please go do that today it's available on all streaming platforms please um go subscribe to coolie ranks he also has a podcast called the car sessions a clothing life called ska teens and a new <coughs> album will be dropping shortly this year go follow jeffro at a uh, race flip fist propaganda go check out his clothing his films his videos his photographs he has a lot of really cool things that you can do to go support these artists they do this absolutely from their heart and from their soul to bring you a beautiful amazing Amazing art, so please appreciate it. Um, and I think that's it. Tomorrow, I'm interviewing the one and only Dr. Funk out of the UK, so it will be an early right. show. I will be going uh, live at noon, and then I have a bunch of other really amazing guests coming up. Um, I have Jocko Pastoris's nephew, David Pastoris. I have Michael Manring. I have Stu Ham. I have Kyle Hall, and like I said before, working on getting Peanut on the show. So you guys come back for base month baby um all right so until next time make sure to stay kind to everybody around you you never know the battles going through try to keep a smile on your face and be safe out there guys it's a dangerous fucking world i'll say it one more time be safe out there it's a dangerous fucking world all right guys on three we're gonna say bye you ready Uno, one dos, dos tres three. bye bye